0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silva and Gold, coming to the ring from parts unknown The a combined weight of 853 pounds, pick loaf and Dr. Zong!
1: We don't want to be. This ain't no whole sweet home. It's a sweet misery. We knew when we got here.
0: They tried to put us away. But when they see us walk down the street, they bend the other way. That's free in
1: L-A-T-A. That's free in the whole U.S.A.
2: The oh, the further down the block you went, the better it got. Welcome to Sylvan Gold. To you, and you, and you. I am the Loaf, and with me he is the Dr. Zom. <laughs> yeah, we're doing a little angry Frenchman Vengeance today with reviews of Vengeance, the Johnny Toe film from ni- oh, ooh, 2009. And L'Agression from 1975, directed by Gerard Piret. Yeah! Zam, how are you, sir?
3: Nasty and hot
2: nasty and hot the further down the blocks I went the better he got wow wow <sighs> do you have a good uh, long week been been a whole four Fuck. days since we recorded
3: feels like it we isn't today isn't today and I'm not
2: sure it is today, a Valentine's Day special day for many people yes. to buy hallmark cards and
3: chocolates fucking bunch of lemmings <laughs> Bunch of stupid fucking uh, bullshit.
2: Yeah. Well, well. Sometimes you but, gotta do what you gotta do. My wife uh, and my our usual conversation around Valentine's Day is: Are we celebrating Valentine's Day this year? And we're just like, <laughs> and then that's it. <laughs> yeah.
3: You got. You know, yeah. I got a
2: good. And I think I've done. a have done something for Valentine's Day a couple of years. A couple of years. One. One year I made some tiny little like handmade cards seriously like the smaller than the size of your palm and like kind of put them around I did that one year and that might have been it that might have been the only Valentine's Day so
3: How right when you said that I came across this thing on Facebook where somebody posted a picture of a t-shirt that says I hate you
2: <laughs> uh, I don't know Um yeah. so
3: You know another thing that's weird okay uh, I don't know if I believe in Fate, but there's little things that happen every once in a while that that are just strange. And um, for some reason, we were talking about uh, this actress Karen Valentine, mm-hmm. and there was a TV show on when I was a little kid called Room Two Twenty Two, and she was one of the teachers, and she was this you know probably twenty some year old, just really cute uh, chick that was a teacher on the show. And the GGTMC, I was listening to them on the way home um, yesterday, and their episode was two two two.
2: Was that a is that a pretty good show? I've never listened to it.
3: What Broom two twenty
2: uh, two? No, the, the what was it? The G, uh, I forgot what you called it already. G something. I don't know. Anyway, um, so what have you been watching this week? <laughs> um.
3: Well, it's a short week and a lot of hockey. So yeah. Oh, <laughs>
2: Let's
3: see, uh, I watched, and this is this is uh, speaking of hockey. I watched a documentary called "The Last Gladiators," and uh, this it was on um, iTunes uh, for rent. Um, <laughs> I'm a hockey fan from way back to the '70s. And uh, the, the main person that they follow in this is uh, Chris Nyland, who played for the Mont- Montreal Canadiens. Okay. Um, uh, and he was an enforcer for that team. He wasn't or, like a real big guy, but he was just one of these guys that was kind of crazy and very tenacious. And he'd fight anybody. And uh, just what? And, and they interview like Marty McSorley and Donald Brashear and Terry O'Reilly from like the Bruins and a whole bunch of fucking people uh, that um, Bob Probert, um, Tony Twist, these guys that, that had been enforcers for their team. And they talk about, you know, what it was like to, you know, every night of the week, knowing that you're going to have to go out and fight somebody uh, and the, the uh, fear of losing your job or, you know, the fear of actually, it'd be like, you know, most people when they, if they go out, Every once in a, I mean, in a lifetime in a blue moon, if they would go out somewhere and somebody tried to pick a fight with them, how it makes you feel. But these guys were doing it every night of the week with guys that were like the toughest guys in the fucking world. And then the shit, you know, what happens after you retire and everything. It was really good. I liked it. I mean, I don't know if you'd have to like hockey or not. Um, eh, I liked it anyway. Um, I watched Animal house, which is on h d on comcast in demand uh still fucking funny um
2: I got to see that at the at the theater we did a um
3: Do you have I, a togo party
2: uh, uh no we i you know i forgot what the theme was. We showed several films um kind of in conjunction with each other, and I can't remember what the theme was, but that was one of them and it was cool seeing it in the on the big screen
3: fat drunk uh whatever. <laughs> Uh, um it looked really good though i mean that's you know i it was all right it was good john belushi i mean i you just forget how fucking funny he was he almost had his own little show going on in that movie with all the other stuff you mind if we dance with your dates uh let's see that wasn't john belushi that was uh <laughs> ilan salmo um Let's see, that was an off-the-air conversation, so you guys don't know what we're talking about, but put it in context. I watched a movie called, on this, uh, called The Organization, or La Organisation, I don't know why I said that in French, but uh, it starred Sidney Poitier, uh, (laughs) and um, it was pretty good, it also had Raul Julia in it, and he's really young, and for some reason when I was watching it, I thought to myself, man... Raul, uh, a young Raw Julia kind of looks like Will.
2: Uh, <laughs> it,
3: was, it was good. Yeah, it was, did, you know. did
2: he have a silk shirt on?
3: No, he did not. He was sweaty though. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh he, his shirt was not sheer with a big collar. Uh <laughs> um, <Sidney> Poitier. <laughs> uh, I watched uh uh Mandrill with Marco and yeah. some um now I watched this movie. Um, it was pretty good. Um, good, not great, but yeah. it, I liked it. I like. I think he has a lot of charisma, and I like his fighting style because he's really tall and lanky. But man, he can fucking whip his legs around and shit. And that little really that little
2: twist thing he does, the the yeah. jump kick. He, I saw him do that. It's amazing. Like he did one in the theater because he was there when we watched. Um, Oh it was mandrill i watched mandrill at that action movie thing and oh, yeah. and and he was there at the screening and afterwards they had like a a little q and a or whatever and he did uh he did that like jump i forgot what he called it but
3: um oh the fucking it's pretty uh pretty unbelievable yeah even. um he um apparently he was uh the rocks uh like fight or stunts fight guy or stand in in the rundown in the rundown yeah he, he uh-huh. did that
2: he did the big that when they fall down him and sean william scott fall down a yeah. huge hill he did that that's his fall and he talked about how much it sucked
3: <laughs> i've fallen down a huge hill before uh uh Louette. Jante Alouette Alouette, Jante Blumore Everything's French this week. I just, was I don't know. I uh, watched Undisputed 2. Um, I will say this. I really, you know, uh, was uh, digging Undisputed 3 because it focuses on the uh, fucking boy. Why don't you shut your fucking But Undisputed 2 is... I think the acting. I don't. I don't know if. Well, yeah. I think it's the acting is better. Yeah. In that one because Ben Cross, uh, who plays um, George, what the fuck was his last name George Chambers, Michael Jai White's uh, character's soulmate,
4: uh, yeah,
3: is very good. I mean, when I was watching, I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Man, he's better than a uh, shitty straight to DVD action movie actor, and uh, he's very good. And the guy that played the uh, wheelchair guy crot was very good also um and then when you think about it, like i said i watched that movie last week um the Late quartet and gaga uh is one of the main people in that along with philip c i mean he he, he has an equal part to philip seymour hoffman katherine keener and christopher walken in the movie philip so Seymour
2: hoffman wasn't in any undisputed movies
3: yeah because if they had punched him in his fucking fat stomach he would have <laughs> just threw up all over the place <laughs> Um, but yeah, Michael Jai White, I was just laughing out loud uh, when he, a whole bunch of the convicts would come after him and he would like be punching him. He just punch him in the chest and they would just go flying with their feet. <laughs> like, like the Hulk had hit him. You ever uh,
2: see uh, blood and bone? I think it's called the hit. I almost memory.
3: watched that this week, but it's pretty, I did
2: pretty good. It's pretty good. Another Michael Jai White.
3: I was looking up some of his stuff. Um, I watched a movie called Hannibal Brooks, and this is uh Drawing a complete blank. I'm drawing a complete blank. It's got that fucking Michael J. Pollard. Uh, but he well, he's he's you know he,
2: kind of who's amazing. been on our show like eighteen times.
3: Eighteen times. And uh Oliver Reed. Yeah. Um This was on this. Um it it basically uh, Oliver Reed is trying. It's during takes place during World War II and he is trying to get an elephant into Switzerland. Like uh, he it's like a not a re- on the road kind of a movie, but um, he has this big elephant, and it's a big one, and uh, he's <laughs> trying to protect it, and he doesn't want it to get killed, so he's trying to, you know, uh, walk it uh, all the the way all the way to Switzerland. Michael J. Pollard. Um see I don't know what this movie wanted to be because it seemed like it could almost be like a damn Disney movie. Mm-hmm. But it had way too many too much killing in it for that. <laughs> but that's but that's the way the parts that weren't the killing parts were like, Oh, here comes a tra a, a train to blow up, oh the elephant knocked over a bunch of logs on the track. <laughs> uh but it was it was uh oh, fucking Oliver Reed was playing it very uh, light, um, but you know, it was all right. It, it, it's it, you know, I don't know how I feel about it. It's kind of it had it had some um, uh, really good like when we just talked about uh, Marco Zaror falling down the hill. Oliver Reed falls down this big. Big fucking hill like that, uh ass over tea kettle. And I know it wasn't well it might have been. If he was drunk, he probably wouldn't have felt the thing.
2: <laughs> They're like, Oh, just 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 go with it, man.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well they just I have, look at that guy falling down the hill. Film it. <laughs> uh and then we'll write something around
2: it. Oh shit, it's Ollie Reed.
3: Okay. And like I said, people, peoples. Um, I watched uh lots of hockey this week. But um, so I'm going to add these last two, but I have
2: not finished them yet. I think the Flyers beat the Hurricanes four more times this week.
4: Yeah, I
3: don't know. (laughs)
5: Um,
3: Let's see. I watched a movie on Netflix Instant called Mirage Man. Yeah. I think that is a French word, Mirage, uh, with Marco Zaror. And I'll tell you what, people. I've watched probably between a half an hour and 45 minutes of this and um i don't know who directed this but it wasn't what i expected and mm-hmm. there was a couple of parts in it where i almost kind of teared up a little bit just cuz i you know i don't know have you seen it
2: i have i've seen I, i've seen all those Aurora's movies i i like what i like that they just don't do these stand not that they have anything obviously against like um just kind of standard directed dvd right uh action movies but I mean, his pretty much are the, the same, but they always have like a, like his character's always, even though he's fucking like, you know, super handsome, he's ripped, he can spin 18 times in the air without touching his feet to the ground, but, you know, he always has this, you know, real life kind of person yeah, uh, portrayal. Like, I'll, well, it, like it's always like dispute. a normal seeming dude.
3: Well, in Undisputed Three, he was so over the top and crazy. Yeah. Well you know, oh, okay. Crazy that, guys yeah, yeah, yeah. doing drugs and shit. But in this one he's very um
2: Sorry I should I guess I should have said his starring vehicles. I guess yeah. even well, even uh
3: well, Mandra, Kiltro.
2: Was, Did you see Kiltro? yeah, huh. Okay. Well that one's more more of like a almost like a fantasy kung fu movie, but even in that, I mean it's still, you know, against the odds kind of thing.
3: Is that I know. I got. The, I think I had that one in my instant queue.
2: It was I'll on instant. I'll
3: I'll watch half of that and talk about half of it next
2: time. Um,
3: <laughs> and then I watched this one uh, that somehow was on my iPad, and I don't even remember procuring it. Uh, it's called uh, uh, Great Killat. and it's a. It was made in I think Singapore, and it's like the Singapore James Bond. And I think that on <laughs> the, the the name of it, there's more to it. It's like Kill, Die, Kill, Great Collapse. Um, and it's in black and white. <clears throat> but um, the reason I didn't finish this one and that it was kind of – I wouldn't say it was difficult to watch. But I started watching it and I was like, hey, I wonder if this fucking thing's got subtitles or if it's dubbed or whatever. Well, I started watching it. It was in English uh, for about the first uh, – I don't know – Ten fifteen minutes, but guess what? The parts that were in English were the people that were English speaking, and then the rest of it was not. And I don't know what they speak in Singapore, but it ain't West Virginian. Uh, so, but it, it it actually looks good, and I read a, a, a bunch about it, and they and even when I was watching it, the uh, the theme song for the uh movie is a total rip off of the ding, 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 from the james Bond movies oh, I, you and know i was
2: I was helping a woman at work this week with a couple training sessions who was she's doing a james Bond themed party and she was making a little movie like just like, clips and vi in like images and stuff to show <laughs> before she had somebody dressed as James Bond and Queen Elizabeth walk in the front door and uh but i've I've listened to the doctor no uh, <laughs> theme like 18 times in this week so Uh,
3: underneath me mango tree me honey i remember sean connery singing that but it's like underneath me mango tree me honey i
2: have some some breaking news the russian bear ivan koloff has confirmed his fan fest appearance at the uh, mid-atlantic the yeah. Fan Fest in Charlotte, August. Well, I 1st, rode on so.
3: the elevator with fucking Ivan Koloff off at the yeah. last one,
2: so there you go. Um, I, I saw him at a Walmart in Greenville, North Carolina. Yeah, he's,
3: he's pretty broken down. Um, I guess Bruno Sammartino got uh, put in the WWE Hall of Fame, which we were discussing on wrestling and golf. I saw that. And he said he would never go in. And I remember him saying. That, like, they paid Mike Tyson a million dollars to appear at uh, uh, WrestleMania while at the same time they were paying the wrestlers, like, you know, shit. And he's not even a wrestler. And those guys were breaking their bodies every night. And and then he, Vince McMahon, would pay Mike Tyson. You know, for just one appearance, a million dollars. And he said, well, I'll tell you what, if they want to, if they want me to be in their Hall of Fame, then the, they can talk to me about the blah, 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 blah. Well, and then it was like a shock because he said, you know, he would never go anywhere. Well, I read last night that because um, he was saying that, you know, he talked to Triple H and about you know he said like the 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 way that uh WWE is going and they're they're you know uh, getting rid of the steroids and all this and that and I was like obviously he hasn't seen John Cena <laughs> and
2: some of the dudes the fuck oh my god he obviously he hasn't watched wrestling in 3 years at least yeah.
3: and uh but I read on this uh one Source that I have, uh, that guess what? Uh, uh they uh, basically gave Bruno the money he wanted, and they said that uh, they signed a confidentiality agreement so no one can say how much it was. But oh. they, there was like, uh, some people said uh, they thought anywhere between $250,000 to a million dollars. Jesus, and so basically,
2: they made him an offer he couldn't refuse. He got his Mike Tyson money,
3: yeah. Yeah, but that's all I got. There's nothing else going on. I just fucking drinking some tea.
2: <laughs> I'm <I> <laughs> finishing up my coffee. I'm about to wet my pants, so I'll make it quick. Um it's Yeah, I didn't watch a ton this week, but I'm still doing the twenty twelve. I'm keeping up with the gents. I'm about to wrap up, although I fucking added like three more on last night. But got a week left. And um, Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So um this I watched uh, da, 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 the Richard Gere movie um, Arbitrage. I said it wrong last week. Um, you said
3: arbitage.
2: I said I did, and I i never I don't I didn't know the word, so I looked it up later, and then I learned that I, that I was saying it all wrong. Um, uh, it's a good movie. It's a thrill little thriller. Um, I thought it was gonna be a lot of like economic shit, which always kind of like goes in one ear and out the other with me. But it's it's not really about that. Um, Richard is very good in it. And, uh, Britt Marling, who I mentioned last week in, uh, in, uh, the sound of my voice. And, um, she's pretty good. Susan Sarandon. Uh, it's a good little movie. Um, check it out. It's around. <clears throat> um, <laughs> I watched, uh, this is another like late entry, um, to the cram. I watched Kill List, um, which I think <laughs> a lot of people saw, um, for, Uh, Last year, but it didn't ever get released here until twenty eleven. This is a British movie, a Hitman movie. Mm -hmm. It ends up going a completely different direction Mm -hmm. than you think. Did you you saw this? Yes. Yeah. What's it? It's it's pretty good. I liked it. Um, I don't want to really say anything. I liked that I went uh, on a cold, uh, but it didn't go where I thought it was gonna go, especially from the beginning. And that the dude that's like the one of the Hitman. Well, neither one of them. I gotta say, when when you have an idea of hitman in a movie mm. neither one of these dudes look look like yeah. what a normal hitman movie hitman would look like they might look like real life hitman but one of them just looks like kind of like this like kind of nerdy and the other guy looks like a fucking drunk and, <laughs> and I don't know but it, it's good it's it's fucking it it made me wince a few times There was a scene with a hand uh. right like, Woo-hoo! oh. yeah yeah um good one <laughs> good movie um <laughs> <laughs> Ow. I watched Safety Not Guaranteed. Uh this is a a little indie kind of comedy about a yeah, I won't say too much. It has I a guy
3: you're going to say that was that was a kill list Two. Kill list Safety 2 starring
2: Mark Duplass. <laughs> um th- he uh basically it's it's a, a team uh, uh well, a team, one guy that works at a magazine and two interns. Driving like, you know, a couple hours out of Seattle to go and interview this guy that has posted a.
3: Okay. I don't mean to interrupt you, Uh of course, but I always do. Now, I just said the thing about Room 222 and GGTMC episode being 222. Uh We were just talking about Kill List, and I'm scrolling down on Facebook and on the cover of this month's issue of The Nation, which is a liberal commie pinko magazine, uh, the first thing I see is Obama's. Kill list. Uh oh, something's <laughs> gonna happen. Something <laughs> wonderful. All right, go ahead. That was stupid, but I just—it's weird. It's weird. And then uh, Beyonce 22, 22. looks like the Hulk.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, but safety not guaranteed. The guy posts a, a like a wanted ad, uh, saying that he needs a partner to time travel, basically, and that your safety's not guaranteed. So they're wanting to go and interview this guy and figure out what's going on with him for this, you know, kind of. Mm-hmm. with uh, I guess uh, just a. I don't know what kind of magazine it is. It's called like Seattle Magazine, you know, something generic like that. But it's a, it's a, it's a fun little movie. I liked it a lot.
3: Hosted well, the thing for that, and it's like, you know, need somebody to go time travel with. This is not a joke. Bring your own weapons. During that, it's like, man, that sounds fucking kind of
2: cool. It's Premis. not an action movie. It's just, a, it's a little. It's mm-hmm. I guess it's a. I guess it's a comedy, sort of, but uh, it's good. I liked it. <laughs> it's good. It's on iTunes. Um let's see I watched last night late start uh Sammy told me to check out Compliance um this is on Instant Watch uh, Netflix um based on a series that, of stuff that really went down um it's a well I'll read the synopsis here when a prank caller convinces a fast food restaurant manager to interrogate an innocent young employee no one is left unharmed based on true events um the acting's really good in it. As I'm watching, it, I'm like, "Would people really fucking do this?" I don't know. I have you have you seen this movie?
3: I remember a story about like that in the news. Yeah,
2: it's, I, it's after you watch it, you're like, "Fuck these!" Oh my god! Like you just you don't feel good about anybody. Else. People are idiots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I dig it. And uh, I it's just, it's, a, it's a good movie. I don't know if it'll be in my top thirty, but I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um. And then I finished up with a, a little, as I said on the Facebook group, a, a whimsical, lighthearted French comedy called Police, or I don't know how to say it in French, P-O-L-I-S-S-E. Um, this is about the juvenile division in the, in the Paris police department who investigate uh, pedophilia and child podcasting. abuse and podcasting. For and
3: juvenile that. behavior. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, this is a fucking gut punch of a movie. Uh, it's on instant. It's worth seeing. Um, it's it. There's a few scenes that feel fucking like real life. I'm like, oh my god, it's it's What's not. It about? A, it's well, it's it's about a police unit that. I mean, it's just case after case of them like oh, investigating okay. pedophilia and stuff.
3: Ooh, pedophilia yeah. is weird.
2: Yeah, and some of the people in it is are just fucking gross. <laughs> Pedophilia <laughs> is, is weird.
3: Stupid. <laughs> stupid.
2: Um, uh, check that one out. If you're cramming, it'll probably don't fall on your list. Don't be a pedophile. It will probably fall on your list. And don't be a pedophile. That's our service statement of the week. Mm. Um. And speaking of French movies, why don't we take a break and come back and review a little La Gression. Sound good to you? Nope. Okay, we'll do it anyway. Fuck you. We'll be right back. <laughs>
5: Hey everyone, this is Coffin John of V Cinema, the site that covers Asian film from cult to the classics. Join Josh of variedcelluloid.net, Rufus of CineAwesome.com, and me on the V Cinema Show, a podcast that features Asian film discussions, special guests, interviews and live event coverage our podcast is published bi-weekly on mondays so check us out on vcinemashow.com or search us out on itunes also join the discussion and fun by following us on twitter at vcinemashow and joining us on our facebook page which is located at facebook.com vcinema And of course, check out our blog at vcinemashow.com for reviews, features, and interviews.
6: All the time It's detachable
4: Detachable This comes in handy
6: a lot of the time I can leave it home When I think it's going to get me in trouble Or I can rent it out When I don't need it But now and then I go to a party Get drunk and the next morning I can't For the life of me Remember what I did with it First I looked around my apartment And I couldn't find it So I called up the place where the party was They hadn't seen it either
4: Detachable penis
5: Some reason, I that was
2: good, James. Music pick. Not yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first movie of the day, L'Agression. L'Agression. I, I am not good weird. at French. Uh, from 1975, directed by Gerard Pirret, starring Jean-Louis uh, something I can't pronounce, and Catherine. Trick, tick, man <laughs> Deneuve, What? What? Yeah, and uh, some other people. Um, there's no uh, synopsis, so I'll Just stumble over up one here. Big on the fly. So uh, this is, you know, a a a family is accosted by a group of bikers.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's that. Yeah.
2: Leaving, uh, uh, wife and child dead.
3: Oh, now you've gone too far. Nah,
2: happens the first five minutes. Okay. Um, and our father figure then must, or he's trying to get vengeance. He's trying to figure out the gentleman. No, no, oh,
3: no. He's trying to get le agression. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, he, um, I'm yeah. Going so to you down, the guys yes, are helmeted. Uh, their faces are obscured. So Is
3: this in Canada.
2: Yeah. Uh, no. And. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where the story starts off. Uh yeah. goes from there. Zom. That wasn't, wh-
3: that wasn't bad. Ab ab hey ab libbing.
2: Ab libbing. What did you think Abba-dabba? of? Abadabba? What did you think I of don't. act of aggression? It's a uh, act <sighs> of aggression. Uh,
1: well,
3: um Okay, see, here's the deal. Oh, <sighs> mm, mm, um, <sighs> I don't know i thought it was all right
2: (laughs) yeah it it, this is this is a a weird one because this one has this one has some really cool like ideas and it goes i like the the ultimate direction it goes there's some stuff that's a little like it kind of meanders a little bit it gets a little confusing in the middle of like you know what exactly the maybe the the characters themselves seem directionless for a little while
3: Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Um, there was this guy.
2: Yes. Played by.
3: Jean-Louis. Three <laughs> Okay. And he, uh, Paul Varlin. Paul Varlin. Paul. He was like an MMA guy that sucked really bad. Um, the polar bear. So anyway, okay. Let me let me just. I got cobwebs in my brain, but I'm I'm fighting through the cobwebs with the big like. uh, There's beetles that that grow inside me and sheep. Uh well wouldn't it have been weird if there were sheep growing inside the people? Ew. And it killed all the beetles. And when you'd shit like a like this like a, a, it would be like what the hell's coming out of my ass? And you'd start picking at it and it would be like wool and then and then you'd be like, What the fuck? It'd just be like a little bit and as you pulled on it, like a whole fucking sheep's head. And then its giant body
2: came and out. It's of your uh, was freaking out as soon as his head hits the air. It's like Brar! like <laughs> <laughs> kicking with his
3: black feet in the oh hooves.
2: god, it would hurt <laughs> so bad.
3: It's a breach, so it's it's coming out the legs first. Oh no, The foot hoof comes out first.
2: <laughs> That's not
3: in this movie. So anyway, okay. A family is driving down the road. See, yeah, and uh, they have this little shitty French car, and um, they stop, and they, you know, it's a family. It's got the, a couple of little little small children, and the mm-hmm. uh, and, and the wife and the husband. No, the it's husband. Just one, one
2: small child. And this, oh, this was there only
3: one small child. Yeah,
2: one his daughter, and the and the the um the the, the father, it must be said Paul. He's very he's got an aggression problem, and you get that from early on. Still there?
3: Oh, am I supposed to jump in? Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Well, and also I will say this: he uh, he obviously back then they didn't care about secondhand smoke affecting kids (laughs) like or anybody else in the car.
2: No, no. He
3: liked to just fire up a fag and wait a minute. Well,
2: wrong movie.
3: (laughs) No, uh, um, uh, so uh, they're they're going on a little uh, you know trip. And uh, they're away from home, and it, this has been, you know, played out in a lot of different movies. But um, as they stop at this place, you know, there's some some uh, biker young ruffians uh, on motorcycles, or just ruffians on motorcycles, because mm-hmm. they have helmets on with the full face helmet with the the black uh, or darkened out tinted um, visor, so you can't see their face. And they're harassing some of the local people and shit. And um, so when they go out to the car, of course, uh, the wife has to um, – was she the one that – when she was putting – she was putting the kid in the car and she put her leg her, – her foot up on the, the, um, the inside of the car and, and, like, of course, her whole skirt fucking opens up yeah, and they're like,
2: the, the guys start whistling at her and then he flips – he yeah. – the, the dad flips them off.
3: Yeah. So then there's not you know. So then they go driving down the road, and then these three motorcycles come up and just start fucking with
2: them. That which, fucking motorcycle riding was unbelievable.
3: Yeah, because I mean they were getting uh, the, the the car. The one there were two motorcycles on either side of the car, and they and and I will say this. Now the guy had to have not been. I mean, the first time you're driving the car. And the motorcycle comes up and they're harassing the shit out of you giving you the finger and hitting the side of your car with their fist and everything. Well, the guy, the the one guy on the motorcycle just reaches in and grabs the driver's sunglasses. Yeah. Well, wouldn't you roll your window up so they couldn't do that like over <laughs> well, and over and over? I
2: think I think because of his personality he was trying to be like he was tr- still trying to play it cool like these guys aren't going to bother me.
3: Well, I would just do what I normally do, which was go into if if I don't look at them, they can't see me. So I would just look straight ahead. <laughs> god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Um, but anyway, you know, the, you know, the kid and and the wife and everything. Everybody's getting scared. And like love said with the with the uh, motorcycle with stunt riding and shit. I wow. mean, there were some times where the car, the motorcycle was between the car and the guardrail, and just. Very close. And that's another thing with this that I was – and I, I guess when you're in this situation, when you were in that situation, um, the first thing you think of when you're watching the movie is, well, Jesus Christ, if I'm in a fucking car and they're on a motorcycle <laughs> and they came up and started fucking me, all you'd have to do is just swerve and run right into them. But, of course, that would – make the movie. And, and even in that situation, if you were in that situation, somebody coming up and giving you the finger or even hitting the side of your car, uh, you'd would be
2: murdering. Be, you'd still be murdering them if you knocked them off their motorcycle.
3: Yeah, would it be worth killing someone? So anyway, that they... Well,
2: and I thought that too. I was like, why doesn't he just like bump them or something? But he would try and the fucking motorcycle would just like ride up on the guardrail and shit. Like he would... Yeah. He was he was swerving between two lanes and the motorcycles were just like parallel perfectly the whole time. Get One dude rides side saddle at one point. Yeah. Cause they were
3: just being real
2: twats. I I tried that once on a bike and, uh, I'll just say, I hope no one saw the result. (laughs) 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 It was not pretty.
3: Well, you know, um, inevitably there is a rack and, uh, like you said in the first five minutes of the movie, um, the the guys on the motorcycle uh, ride down to the wreck, and they get in a fight with the, the, the husband and beat the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. And then later on, he comes to, and his wife and child are dead. Now, there's a, you know, the, he they, they have the little uh, phone boxes along the road back then, and he calls the cops. They come and they're like, you know, what's going on here? Man, this is like, there's nothing but trouble. There's something going on. So, um.
2: There was some th- cool lighting when the cops showed up when it showed, like, his face. He's kind of beaten up, and it was almost like a strobe light, a blue strobe light on his face that would show him uh, sitting there. It was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, um, he. Uh, you know, is very upset. You know, his family's been killed and, you know, he's he doesn't know what happened. And it, it's very vague because, like I said, the guys had helmets on and they and they were all dressed in uh, black motorcycle shit. And uh, he – you know, it all just happened so – it was like it all just happened so fast. So he doesn't – the cops are asking him all these questions. He really can't uh, give them that much. And he – it. you come to find out that he has a very hot sister-in-law. Yeah. Who is the um, golden maned Catherine Deneuve? And uh, Catherine Deneuve, um, for man, she was so fucking hot, and not hot in like a Sports Illustrated swimsuit kind of way. Uh, she was just stunningly beautiful. She had this blonde, thick-ass hair that you just want to grab a hold of and pull on. Um, well, I do. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but the one thing about Catherine Deneuve was, it, uh, in a lot of movies, uh, for as classy-looking abroad as she was, she was not shy about dropping fucking trowel and showing some tit
2: yeah.
3: and everything else. So... um paul who is the
2: she was the she was the one in repulsion right
3: yeah she was in repulsion and yeah, she right. was also in belle de jour where a guy tied her to a tree and threw horse shit at her um <laughs> and that's true.
2: that's self-respect right there ladies and there
3: gentlemen she deserved it, you know they all do um <laughs> happy she loved happy
2: valentine's day
3: yeah <laughs> uh, anyway um so paul um he's very fucked up and uh Gets a little bit liquored up one one yeah, day. A lot,
2: a lot bit liquored up. For like- yeah,
3: he he got fucking got <laughs> shit faced on Thunderbird. He and was, uh
2: he, his mouth turned black. He was he was playing <laughs> <laughs> he, was play, he was playing a drinking game by himself as Catherine Deneuve just sat there and watched him just get fucking shit faced and, and yeah. you also get
3: the the 70s um slang for fucking which is balling.
2: I'm gonna ball you.
3: I'm gonna ball you. Let's ball. Yeah, <laughs> let's ball. And you know what? We always thought, you know, okay, well, they must be say that must be a seventies term for Sex, but what we found out was it's just a a form of sex. It's when you take your nuts and you bunch <laughs> them up, and then you just like it's what they would call teabagging these days. You just oh you just put your balls all over Catherine Deneuve's face
2: like on that's her all, That's all he wanted to do, and she had to take it too far.
3: Yeah, it's like taking a powder <laughs> puff or something, and uh, you know what? Well. What sport is it where they would have the? Oh, in baseball where they have the red, rosin bag on the pitcher's mound and just <laughs> the you know little it's dusty
2: sack of dusty yeah.
3: sack, and that's what it is. And it, and it just I'm just making all that up, but that would be cool. I mean, I'm telling you what, I bet you it would be. It would feel good to have her suck on your balls, but it feels good to have anybody suck. Well, not anybody, but I mean someone oh, yeah. you like. It, it suck might be. Them.
2: It might be anybody. I
3: yeah. enjoy
2: that i mean have you ever had anybody you don't want to do it do it so it's like i mean it still feel, probably felt good right
3: i was disappointed one time because this one girl i was dating would do that like all the time and i was I, I was just like jesus christ oh my god this is the greatest thing in the world but then the next girl i dated would not she didn't appreciate <laughs> balls Aww. she
2: didn't
3: mind the, the mind the uh children or whatever yeah, it was rude.
2: No, prude.
3: <laughs> rude. It was rude, too. It was like me trying to stuff my balls in her mouth.
2: like, no, no, no.
3: So uh, many, uh, <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, honey. <laughs> <laughs>
4: i swallow my balls.
2: <laughs> so, oh, disgusting.
3: Um, it was one of those deals where he's basically drunker than shit and... um uh, trying to molest or, I don't even know if I would say rape, but she didn't, wasn't having none of it.
2: Oh, God, she was kicking him, throwing furniture at him.
3: But then, of course, then she decides to, she's like, okay, let's ball. Ball me.
2: Yeah, something something snaps in her. Well, she and, always
3: wanted to ball him.
2: Yeah, she said a line, what is it she said? Um, uh, Every woman wants the man her sister's got. And I'm like, wait, is that a thing? What? i oh.
3: I don't know about that um so anyway <laughs> uh did a man write this
2: I, yeah, yeah. Mm, gee kid. i wonder this is, yeah this is, this movie this movie's almost like anti woman uh anti woman definition like well, so
3: they they ball yeah. and um
2: then- he feels like shit afterwards. <laughs>
3: Yeah, then she's all into it and wants to ball some more, even though she said he was drunk and it wasn't any good. She wants to ha- have more of that. And like she starts confessing that her uh, husband, you know, they don't, you know, it's just boring, blah, 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 blah. But then after they fuck, uh, he's like Man, I don't want a bow. You're boring, <laughs> <Blimey>. <laughs> I'm uh, sad about my wife and child. Yeah, murdered. my wife's dead. Get away from me, you fucking whore. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you, you, <laughs> fucked,
3: you fucked your your sister's husband after she was
2: murdered. You're like a, a week ago.
3: <laughs> you stupid bitch. <laughs> you disgust me. So anyway, the, he he starts looking into. Well, the cops are trying to find the killers, and um. Like I said, he didn't have too much to give, but they're just kind of. She had great.
2: She had great nips through that silk. Yeah,
3: shirt. yeah, she did. She, she, she had a, you know, she. I'll tell you what. She's not. I wouldn't say she's like my type, but she's just one of these chicks that's so classically good looking that even if she isn't your like like your first choice, you're still like, goddamn. I, I
2: did not like her short haircut though. No, it was, it was really bad,
3: and it came about really quickly. Like yeah. when did that happen?
2: Yeah. Anyway, sorry.
3: So she, um, or she, he, um, is kind of starting to look into, he's doing his own investigating while the cops are too. uh, they bring him in for a lineup and I don't know how the hell he could, he, he's kind of like, uh, okay, well, I think this might sound like a guy, like a guy. Cause he doesn't hate, he did, they, they, you couldn't see anything about him.
2: He I, didn't, I always thought it was weird in movies when they would, uh. When they would do a lineup with the person there present trying to ID people, like usually, I think the way it probably happens in real life, you're usually behind glass, so you don't have to like be face to face. And in movies, sometimes you'll just see the dude like walking right in front of the people he's trying to, you know, identify face. Yeah, and and he was like touching them, like he was like seeing if they had something wrong with their neck. I guess he had hurt one of them in the fight or something. But and then they did the whole voice thing and. I don't know what made me laugh about this line. I forgot the quote that the guy yelled that they were trying to do it, but he said uh he's his, his Paul's line I can't be sure if he said mother or cunt. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> another
2: uh, another maybe an anti woman slam there.
3: <laughs> but he the some of the bikers, of course, you know, I mean they're supposed to be bikers, so they're kinda uh some hairy uh I don't know. They just biker people uh and of course since it takes place in europe you don't have the harley davidsons or the choppers you have the the uh jap bikes like kawasaki's well, and they
2: that. had at least they had chrome on them
3: Yeah, and they had like a norton uh which is a british bike um so anyway uh he starts kind of in his own mind uh he's wanting well he wants revenge he has a lot of lagration and um he kind of pairs up with this dude uh when him and his wife and his kid they stopped at a, a place to get gas and it was also a place to get some uh like food and I don't know what kind of restaurant it was' cause,
2: the shittiest food ever yeah There's a rest they, stop, and the dude has a bow tie and they serve steak, which
3: yeah it'd be like if you stopped at sheets and you went in and <laughs> got a steak <laughs> give me a steak and then you bitch because it wasn't any good you know it's like what the hell do you expect but so the guy that Works there. He was there the night and served them the night that uh, that all this shit happened, and he kind of becomes sort of a you know kind of friends with uh, with Paul and the guys. I mean, he just kind of a
4: ah, he's a creep.
3: (laughs) He's he's a creep. But this this whole part reminded me of the movie with Peter Boyle, uh, Joe. Yeah. Where you know he's like, hey, you know, well, let's let us uh, 2 guys. One guy's looking for revenge. The other guy's a little bit too quick to be like, you know, hey, I got these guns and uh, and uh, so it sort of has that kind of a feel. Meanwhile, um, Catherine Deneuve is is uh, for some reason uh, just out. I mean, it's almost like they shot the first part of the movie and she had long, beautiful blonde hair, and then all of a sudden she comes out and gets in the car and her hair's short. They don't explain anything. Uh, uh, and, she had that
2: mom cut it was all
3: yeah like the fucking brady bunch mom Blah. Cut. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like i still no, i really don't want to ball you maybe that's why he didn't want to ball her anymore and she was still horny she was always like throughout the whole movie she, uh they got a a hotel room and she's trying to get in his room because she has an adjoining room. Oh, God.
2: Yeah, he kept slamming the door like hard, like...
3: He's like, seriously, leave me the fuck alone. Her puss must have stunk or something (laughs) because you don't fucking like have somebody like that, especially, you know, if if your wife had a really hot sister, you know, I don't give a fuck what kind of dude you are. You at one time would, in your life, would have thought, you know, God damn, man, you know... Fuck her. um, And then when, you you know, she wants to fuck, and you're, and you wanted to fuck, you fuck her, and then all of a sudden you're like, I do to fuck her. There was something to that. I don't give a shit, you know, because he had, if you're on the road and you're bored, you don't know anybody, and somebody comes over and says, hey, let's fuck, and she's hot? Are you going to tell me, oh, no. Get <laughs> yes. away. Get away. Stay away from me, you something, fucking Yeah, fuck. something was
2: going on. She had a stinky butthole or something.
3: Jesus Christ. Maybe she couldn't give head like she was a rake or something. Even that, I don't she mind. Was, a rake. She was toothy. Yeah, but you know, yeah, whatever. God, Fumke Johnson has giant feet. Anyway, <laughs> so um, it just basically becomes a movie where.
2: <sighs> well, it's it becomes it's like it, it becomes like a it becomes but, less about the plot and more about like Balling. Yeah, when yeah, but it it comes more about like become like he, he comes, becomes animalistic at times, and like it kind of like a, a comment on just being uh, like you know sh- savagery and the you know what vengeance is, which is a, an interesting yeah. parallel between the movies. You know, he, he he wants this revenge and he wants this revenge. He doesn't even know who he wants it against, and uh, well,
3: yeah, it's almost like it doesn't matter. He just it's just something inside of him, and he needs. Uh, well, I was gonna say, you know, th- these days there's this fucking thing that the media has just says all the time. Is like, you need to have closure. You have to have closure. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. And like you said, it doesn't even matter. He just he uh, he wants to fucking kill those guys, but then when it comes down to it, there's uh, it's. I mean, he just he this might tra-
2: be he, go ahead. Got, you, know, you go ahead.
3: Well, I mean, I don't want to give anything away, but I, I just think the way that the end of the the movie was, like I said, in the movie, if you've seen the movie Joe with Peter Boyle, the end of that movie was, I think, said a lot more and was a lot more satisfying for yeah. me. Whereas this one, it sort of had the same ending, but then um, – Well, I I hate to, I don't want to say too much because okay. I don't want to give it away. But there's something that there's there's the way that the ending is handled like by the authorities that kind of leaves it like, hmm. yeah. I don't it's know. A, I just,
2: it's a, it's a little twist ending. Yeah. And um I you know what I like about this is that, you know, his kind of downward spiral through the movie and, you know, further and further taking things. It's not like a death wish where, you know, it happens and then he all uh, immediately starts going out to hurt people. At first it's like investigative work. And then it's like, uh, you know, trying to follow these guys around, you know, there's a really good car chase that some of the driving, even in the car was fucking nuts. Like the tires were, it looked like the fucking hubcaps were touching the ground. He was turning so quick and sharp, but you know what I didn't like about that scene was the weird, like Dukes of Hazard style music that was playing.
3: <laughs> and, <laughs> and when they, when they, when they went across, uh, that, that, uh, Creek and, uh, they went,
4: <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> now, um, I forgot all about that part, but I, there were some really like right there toward the end, uh, with the cars, there was some major league stunt shit going on yeah, there with yeah. some crashing and stuff.
2: Um, now, and, the uh, but and, and another thing I liked was how at times you know, the what was her name in the movie? Uh, Danube's, uh, she was Sarah. Sarah. How Sarah would kind of, she was, I mean, she was a horrible influence, which is another kind of like anti feminine message in the movie. But you know, like when he's chasing the, do- the dudes and uh, gets stuck in the water, and she's like, you know, those bikers made a fool out of you and stuff like that, like, she just keeps pushing him on and on. uh, I think
3: she liked his. She liked his machismo. Like when she was talking about how her husband was boring and nothing ever happened. This was like adventure plus. mm -hmm. Then he's being like fucking Charlie, motherfucking Charlie Bronson.
2: (laughs) Well, there's you know know, there's references to savagery and animals and stuff in it. But I just have a I have a lot of problems with the center of the movie. And I, i I'm all right with the end. If the middle was handled a little bit differently, I think it could have helped. How, What'd you how, think
3: of the of the uh, go go dancer uh, dress that he bought her with the little thingies? That, that I, it, uh, it was
2: kind of neat, but it made her it made her ass look really big.
3: Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> yeah, she was a MILF. She had that big MILF ass. <laughs>
2: um, it was a good it was a good effect for to have her like. And I posted a screenshot of it, her running out in the highway. Uh, that was a that was a, yeah. And that one poor chick with her rib dress. Oh my, oh my god! And, and that one chick that fell off the motorcycle and just like... Oh my ru-
3: god! Was that? Would you talk about road rash? <laughs> oh my That's god! The first, I was like, holy shit, boy! That whoever that stunt woman was, oh. she wasn't gonna be sitting down for a while.
2: <laughs> no, that one dude that fell off the motorcycle, he slid for like a fucking half a mile. He just kept yeah. going and going. I don't know if they stopped the camera and like got him sliding again for the next sh- the next shot or what, but. Um, resist. I mean I don't I don't have a lot to add as far as the you know what's what's the stuff you went over I mean the the idea and some of the directions this movie went are a lot stronger than the execution of it itself yeah. It 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 was almost an awesome movie it was close. it was close there was a few turns there where you're just like oh, come on let's get on with it you know but then it gets back to it and um, you know there's some nice like action and stuff in it like that and, and it's like almost I mean, it feels like a giallo at times. It's like a Eurocrime movie sort of. It's a death wish kind of movie. It's good. It's it's um but it could have been better. Um Could have been better. Let's see. Oh, I said my one of my most chick slapping guy in Rest Stop. Does this director hate women? Um you know, he this makes this guy look like a complete ass right in the middle, and then there's another character kind of recording it and he just wants to listen to the slap over and over again. Now I wrote this note and I can't remember where this is. I suppose you, I suppose you think it's for you. Uh, I don't give a damn about you. Do you mm-hmm. remember what that is? I suppose you think it's for you. I don't give a damn about you. And then he says, "I don't either." Oh, it was it was, uh, it was uh, Sarah talking to him. I suppose you think it's for you. I don't give a damn about you. And he says, "I don't either." And this is like Paul's like he's hit, almost hit rock bottom at this point. He looks like a mess, and you know he's getting into like buying fucking guns and stuff and still has no idea who the fuck these guys are. I mean, he gets, I guess he has an idea, but
3: I'm just going to buy some guns just in case, Yeah, just in case I happen to run across anybody that's a biker. (laughs)
2: Um, you know, some of the, some of the, the way the, uh, driving scenes are shot is really good. Now this guy, the director, um, uh, Gerard Perret, he's not done. He never did a ton. He did a movie called taxi in 1998 with Luc Besson. Um,
3: yeah, that was supposed to be good. That's the one that they made the fucking American version with Jimmy Fallon and Ooh. Queen Latifah, which was a piece of shit.
2: <laughs> but it I'm was not, horrible. I'm not seeing any of, uh, any of his other movies. He did uh, the Swindle in 1980 of comedy. I mean... He's not done a ton. I mean he's He been, should
3: make a movie called Ballin. <laughs>
2: he's been I'm gonna ball you. He's been working since the sixties and only done fourteen movies, so
3: As you can tell, the only thing that I took from this movie was ballin'. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well let's get into our ratings. Uh, it wasn't it
3: bad. It was all right. It yeah. was um it it, it was unsad. I just for some reason I felt that it was kind of unsatisfied i think it was trying to say something it didn't and know
2: how to get it across very well
3: yeah it, it, the message was there and it was good and they did you know the message came across but uh for me this was just middle of the road okay. um uh, I think it I think that one of the reasons I was disappointed I think it could have been better.
4: Yeah.
3: Uh I think that uh the acting was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um but and like I said but like some of the some of the the I was surprised for this type of movie uh that I was really sitting there going goddamn man some of the stunts in it were pretty goddamn impressive. Um <laughs> i give it a 5.5 5. okay
2: um I, I really like the way this movie opens um it uh i like when the one car when he's trying to this is when he's showing that he's kind of an asshole like the two cars were riding beside each other and he's just blaring on his horn and he and somebody speeds past him he's like fascist nazi and after they pass he's like i might have known they're swiss <laughs>
3: Yeah, and it says on the bumper <laughs> sticker Dante. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, uh, oh Illinois. Um Burr.
4: <laughs> But uh
2: and I like the end of it, um, and I like the ideas, but the middle kind of just it loses direction a few times. Um
3: well, you know, and another thing too, for it being a fucking French movie, and you know, Catherine Deneuve not mind showing some tit and everything. I mean, they when they why they they didn't need to cut away. They could have showed like some drunken sex and yeah, you know, some stuff. I was disappointed by that. Uh, you know, well, she's. I- She seemed like she was ready and willing and able, and he just kind of turned into a...
2: I think after the the booze wore off, he's like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, why
3: was I... Oh, my God, I tried... I thought I was dreaming that. I actually tried to rape my my sister-in-law after my wife just got murdered. And my (laughs) daughter, yeah.
2: Um, Uh, I I, haven't cared about her. I thought it was pretty solid. I give it a 6.5. I'm wondering on a repeat visit if I might notice some things, like notice the twist coming that might help the center of the movie um but you know as it stands now some solid but not great uh euro crime kind of revenge movie so uh yeah that's it uh let's take a break and come back and review 2009's vengeance ah, we'll be right back.
3: vengeance vengeance
2: hey this is scott of married with clickers tune in to hear my wife cat and me discuss all sorts of movies. We'll cover everything from The Lost Weekend to Weekend at Bernie's. From The Big Sleep to Big Mama's House. Well, maybe not Big Mama's House. And the great thing about Kat is that she's not afraid to speak her mind. And would you be surprised to hear he was nominated for Best Actor that year?
4: For that film?
2: For that film. (laughs) <laughs> but don't take my word for it just listen to what the gentleman's guide to midnight cinema has to say about our show it's a husband and wife show and they discuss movies and stuff
5: yeah a very wife husband show high
2: praise indeed so come find us at marriedwithclickers.libson.com it will save your life or maybe just help you kill an hour songs from catalog the, scholar, the, fraud, the, blues, the red, black tattoo the scarlet frog the walls of air black bottom kind they have a the sick breath at my hind the other sick breath at my hind the other sick breath at my hind they have the sick breath at my hind alright that was uh the Manx Stallions uh or the Red Waffle as the gentlemen like to call them uh Paul's uh, music pick, little Nick Cave. I'm going to see Nick Cave. Yeah. Um, in in March, should be should be fun. Uh, our ne- <laughs> next that movie is still there. Uh, I mean that that picture is still there. Um, <laughs>
3: I don't know what you're talking about.
2: I don't either. <laughs> Boyka. Uh Boyka
3: loves. Why don't you dig of piss flaps?
2: <laughs> Fucking. Uh, next movie of the day uh, 2009's Vengeance, uh, directed by Johnny Toe, starring Johnny Camel Toe, starring uh, Johnny Holiday Toe and uh, Toe <laughs> Face, and um, Anthony Wong and some other people. Simon Yam, sort of. Suet Lam. Katung Lam. I like those guys. They were in *Exile* too. so
4: Yeah.
2: <sighs> So, um, I'm it's taking the lead. Nice. So, Zom, why don't you synopsize? You got one written out. You're lucky.
3: Yeah. Yeah. A French chef swears revenge after a violent attack on his daughter's family in Hong Kong, during which her husband and her two children are murdered. To help him find the killers, he hires three local hitmen working for the Mafia.
2: Okay, Mafia. That's- this movie's on E stunt if anyone wants to tra- track it down or if you have it, Amazon Prime it's it it's free on there too. <laughs> <Whoa>. uh, <laughs> what? did you find? You uh, <laughs> uh, see a little bit. Okay. Um the uh, <laughs> uh, uh Jesus Christ. Um So yeah, Vengeance. Um though I really like the way this movie starts. This is a um as we said, uh, this is this I think this might be Johnny Toe's most recent film. Um has he done anything since 2009 directed? Oh, he has that I haven't seen. Romantic Jesus Christ. He's been busy. He's gotten four fucking movies under, <laughs> under his belt since 2009. Nice. I haven't seen any of them. Um this is the most recent one I saw. I saw this movie originally at the uh, Action Fest uh that I mentioned earlier. Uh I'm uh, a couple years ago um and uh to spoil my review of it a little bit i did like it better this time than my first time um this is interesting uh an interesting film from him to make uh i don't know i i assume um uh, i assume johnny holiday who might be i guess the the french elvis he's uh he's a He's a rock star of sorts. Um pretty famous there I'd say and uh got a got a weird face on him. He's had a little bit of little, just a little just a touch, touch classic word. surgery, I think. His his lips look real, but everything <laughs> but, <laughs> God damn! He they they give him a drink out of a whiskey bottle in this, and his fucking lips just like r- wrap around this bottle. It looks so <laughs> gross. <laughs> oh God! It's like he could fucking lip the whole bottle, like his piss flap lips. Are
3: <laughs> oh yeah, that's what the
2: yes <laughs> Johnny oh. Holiday's lips right there. Happy yeah. Valentine's oh. Day. Oh,
3: with a brain coming out.
2: Um, <laughs> oh, that's be <laughs> so my shit flap work. Again. <laughs> uh, um, oh, Doesn't even look good. Venge moi. Um, so his uh, uh, Johnny Holiday. His what is his character's name in this movie? And I'm so bad with remembering character names. Costello. Costello. His. Uh, he's given the call that his daughter has been uh, been attacked in her house by her, her by you know three gentlemen um, and it's pretty brutal. You get the, uh, you know, if you've seen any Johnny toe films, he really likes, I don't, his squibs are not juicy. They're like dusty. So yeah, it's (laughs) that red mist. Yeah. You got the, (laughs) when everybody gets, gets, uh, gets shot. And, um, it happens immediately in this, the dude walks to the door and you get the giant shotgun blast through the door and he goes flying with the red mist and the great Muda mist. And, um, the, um, that's my first that's my first note toes' misty red blood um uh uh castello comes f- all the way from france to where are they Macau? Macau to visit his manantau comes to visit his uh, <laughs> 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 uh, to visit his daughter who d- <laughs> survives the attack um which unfortunately for her and him i guess have left uh her husband and two young children dead. Um, the, um, in the hospital, she can't really talk very well yet. And there's a kind of a neat scene where he says, I'm going to point to the, um, the words in this newspaper and just for, you know, just in their luck, just for their luck, there's uh the perfect phrases and everything in the front page of this fucking paper, including avenge me.
3: Yeah, that was a bit. Um,
2: <laughs> it's a little stretch, but it was kind of cool. Yeah. The Venge moi. It's just kind of it's kind of a cool little twist for Johnny Toe. It's not completely. I mean, a lot of these movies in English, um, but you have you have guys which
3: was a breasting. What? It was a blessing that it was in English.
2: Oh, right, and it has it has the guys speaking. You know, the the um, Chinese men speaking in English, him speaking in English and then French. Uh, there is not a lot of Chinese in it. When uh, I guess when Yam speaks to his guys, it's in Chinese. But um, it's uh, you know kind of a mixing it up. We got a little worldwide cast. So I'm not sure who the actress that played his daughter was, but she's not in it for long.
3: Uh, she kind of looks like uh,
2: she looks like Anne Haech a little bit. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was
3: gonna say. Anne Haech. Yeah. yeah. Um.
2: So what what Johnny Toe does well, which is you know tucked in here. Um, several different places is his kind of um, quiet moments of kind of camaraderie between guys that might not normally fit together Mm -hmm. and um, it's cool seeing Anthony Wong and Simon Yam uh, working together Uh, Simon Yam's usually in the movies that I've seen at least usually a little more outgoing he does play the same boss but you know in Exile he was fucking just batshit crazy he's not quite that far in this one but there was a uh, kind of a standout moment uh, where he's just like chowing down on this chick's face, basically <laughs> at the yeah. table. Hey, Talking about how, uncomfortable. Yeah, could you imagine how awkward it was for like the dude. He, the, these dudes are paid to like protect him, and they just have to stand there with a straight face while he's just pawing on this chick on like knocking food on the floor and shit in the yeah. middle of this restaurant. And uh, he, I guess he's in t- in a casino. And I think maybe his tux was made from like leftover fabric from the upholstery in the casino. It was bad. (laughs) His tux is really bad. But, um, and what I, what I, why I think I liked the movie that more this time is there's a, there's a, 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 a character trait, I guess you could say of Costello brought up that he might have some problems with his head a little bit. Um, I, and i i didn't notice it as much the first time and there's a there's a, a change that he goes through about mm-hmm. three quarters of the way through the movie and the first time i saw it the my feeling was shit that happened way too fast yeah and it kind of but after seeing it again i see there's some things that i think i missed where it's discussed and then i see where it happens that it was yeah. it it, it, it it made more sense to me this time, which is why I liked it better. But he writes on it's it, it has like a, me- a memento kind of feel at times. He writes on the photos, he writes on things to remember. Um, the uh, there, there's a really great scene where he uh, after he's left the hospital, and this is where he meets uh, Anthony Wong and his two guys. Um, that that cool. scene is just lit so well. Yeah, uh, but the there's this really. Like shitty generic bass guitar music playing, and it's like, boom, 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 boom. and it's not uh, it's not good at all. But I love how c- contrasty that and a lot of the movie is. Like, there's a lot of great just lighting throughout the film. It's very black. I mean, if it was you know noirish in its lighting, um but um uh, the you know when he he photographs the guys. He's like, I need to remember who you are and stuff like that. And they don't want to be photographed. So I like the, and and, you know, I feel like they did that with, uh, Exiled too. They use those, Uh, that photograph thing where they took, it takes a picture of all of them together at the beginning of that movie. And, um, Oh yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. With a, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yep. And, um, and it goes, he uses photographs again at the end. So, but, um, this one has that constant theme throughout it of, uh, you, you, you see, uh, holiday's character a lot kind of framed. You see him in a mirror at one point. Um, With he, uh, duck lips, his big duck lips. You see him. He can't help it. Like he duck lips all the time by default. He has default duck lips. <laughs> default duck lips. <laughs> what what would it look like if he duck lipped in a foot in a photo? Like uh, shit. Yeah, would, he had
3: the Amber, Lynn, Amber Lynn beat <laughs> up boxer plastic surgery oh, victim face.
2: Um, there's a shot of him looking at a boat window. There's his face on a security camera monitor. Like, I think that's an important theme of just having those images of people throughout the, throughout the movie and the theme of it, of uh, kind of similar to the, uh, La Greson with him, um, like questioning what vengeance is maybe when, you know, when you don't even know exactly who it is you're looking for at times. And, um, but, uh, the <laughs> yeah,
3: that is totally fucking. I mean, that the, when you throw into it the swerve or the the, the of what you were talking about, yeah. which you know, like you said, you didn't want to really mention exactly what it is. Um, how, wh- how far do you take vengeance and how meaningful is it,
2: right? When in you, that
3: situation, because. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, yeah, and like I said, it's, it's, I'm tiptoeing around. Yeah, yeah, big,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I
3: want to, because if you haven't seen it, you don't want
2: to yeah, know, yeah, they're, they're, and, and that's the, that's the cool part of it. It uses that, that character trait to kind of illustrate the, you know, what revenge is or is not. And, um, but, uh, you know, back to the, you know, moments of camaraderie, I like when he, by seeing what goes on in this hotel, he, uh, kind of, he hires Anthony Wong and these other guys, uh, to help him. And he's like, I need help finding the men that murdered my daughter or murdered her, my daughter's family and almost killed her. Um, they go to her house and kind of look through it. And that's a really, really great scene where dude,
3: that fucking scene right there when they, when Wong and his two other guys are looking through this, the like scrapbook and photo albums mm -hmm. and stuff. I fucking, almost are welling up.
2: <laughs> it's good because it, it's, it simultaneously shows what happened that day. Yeah. And notice
3: how I said almost because I'm all man.
2: Yeah. Fucking puss. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> did you notice the, uh, those weird males, the dong post, uh, paintings in the house there, there was one in the kitchen. It showed like four, it was like four heads. It was like a modern painting of Mao Zedong where he had his head leaned back like he was laughing. It was four faces of him. And it was like a, almost like an Andy Warhol looking thing. And I saw another one in the background of Mao Zedong, those four versions of him. And they looked like he was wearing a mat, uh, matador hat. So I don't know <laughs> what, I don't know what was going on with and those, but um, speaking
3: of Andy Warhol, we'll get to that later.
2: Yeah. The, um, but the, there's a quiet moment. I really like that scene at the table because as, as Anthony Wong and his guys are looking through kind of recreating in their heads what happened that that day or whatever with uh, Costello's daughter, he starts cooking. and that's kind of his kind of way of dealing with it, I guess. he finds a bunch of food in the refrigerator. And there's like, you know, the food that has been left oh, out. What
3: about this cockroaches?
2: Yeah, that was gross. But
3: That was fucking gross.
2: It had been a couple of weeks, so the food that she was making that night that all that shit happened is still out. It's on the stove yeah. and everything, and there's roaches. And, you know, he kind of cleans up. He throws all that food away, and he goes in the fridge, and he pulls out some leftovers and stuff, and he starts making a sauce and stuff. And and they all sit down outside for dinner. Um, so it was kind of neat, like uh, – just them talking about like having a little they have a little contest who could put the gun together fastest and stuff and uh that was a cool moment and, I, and anthony wong is i've always i, I liked him in exile Two doing that when he smiles it's it's always <laughs> when he plays the cool guy now you know you see him in movies and he plays the like dirty creep but with, after like 2000 when he started playing like the the guy in shades you know yeah. So whenever he would smile, it's always kind of neat when he pulls up the guy's blindfold and is like, Hey, look, you just lost, idiot. <laughs> you know, um, he play. Uh, he, it. I always like that, that, uh, when he does that. So, um, <sighs> Holiday's big old plastic lips wrapping around that whiskey bottle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the, one of the three, there's a really cool scene where, you know, that, that's where the, the story kind of starts, fi- you know, when they, when they recreate everything, they kind of have a feeling who is responsible. And then you get the whole like stories crossing over, you know, guys, you know, their jobs crossing over. Um, and, uh, there's a, you know, the whole apartment building doctor thing that you have to get in these movies, you know, uh, when somebody's shot, they have to go to the, you know, the doctor that doesn't tell or the vet or whatever it is. That's always in the middle of the night. And then you have the fucking, the uh, Sammy's, uh, bullet dropping in the metal tray. Bang. But, um, but um, <clears throat> there's an escape, a really great escape from a uh apartment building with that one dude doing like the monkey moves down the stairwell was pretty awesome. Yeah, that
3: was fucking cool. Because, <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. So he's,
2: he's covering the guys coming down the stairs and to do that, he jumps down the outside of this. It's one of those like you know, the spiral, um, not a spiral staircase, but it goes, you know, down one direction. Then you walk around a landing, then you go down the other direction. And to cover his friends going down the stairs, he's on the outside of it, just jumping down floor to floor and, and pointing his gun back at his
3: like the You said like a goddamn fucking orangutan or something.
2: Yeah. It, it was, was good. pretty awesome. And the I can't remember if this is a trait, uh, like a, a thing that Johnny Toe does a lot, but I can't recall any there's hardly any music if any at all in the gunfights in this movie so all you get is this like blah blah you know you get the sounds of guys falling you get the sounds of the guns firing and there's no like action-y music at all it's pretty sparse overall with the music so um but you know back to the back to the uh, the change the character goes through is uh, the ultimate theme of this movie is like exploring what vengeance actually is and mm-hmm
3: cuz they could have easily if they wanted to just make a simple action film taken out that part altogether mm-hmm. and it still would have worked yeah yeah but that just adds so much it really makes you think you yeah. know it really turns it into something other than just an action movie
2: yeah and the the third the third act of the film is most of where the action comes in and but also where you know <laughs> the uh and there's almost like a like a Almost like a fourth act um, it feels like it, it feels like at one point the movie could end and then it kind of has a little bit of extra um, and um, I, I won't get too much into what goes on there because I don't want to spoil the that i guess I guess twist I don't want to spoil that but I love. The moment with the big cubes of like the bales of paper, like recycled paper. <laughs> it's so silly looking, but man, it's it so cool. It looks silly. <laughs> it's so cool. And uh, I mean, there's, uh, there's some really good like slow mo gunfire and like stuff at a park and like with leaves falling and stuff like that looked phenomenal. And yeah. uh, I, I, I really, you know, Toe just shoots uh, those, the gunfire stuff. It's he's for me, he's like the John Woo of now with that Ooh. kind of stylized gun fire and stuff like that. It's just, you could, I mean, it's total, totally inspired by it doesn't, you know, Wu always has the guy. I, I don't, I can't think of a Wu movie that doesn't have somebody flying, you know, horizontally through the air while firing two guns. He doesn't really do that. Guys typically don't leave their feet unless they are jumping down the stairs like that one guy, but, or getting shot, but, um, still seems very similar and slow-mo and stuff like that. And, uh, no, uh, no doves either. So, um, but anyway, what what did you think of it?
3: I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> um, I um, every one of his movies that I've seen so far, and I haven't seen a lot of them. Um, the I it, it, it's a guy movie,
4: mm-hmm. you
3: know, and and it really I think it hits home or would hit home more for guys because like you said, where they show the bond, the the bonding and the camaraderie where guys will come together and how they just, without saying a word, they just kind of start meshing and becoming friends. And, uh, you feel that friendship and you want, like you want to be, you're there and you want to be part of it. Um, I did like, uh, well, I will say this. When it first started, I didn't know anything about it, didn't know what it was going to be. Of course, it's called Vengeance. Oh, well, I did know because I, I told you, I said, you know, when I, I read just the, the thing on Netflix, uh, which it is on Netflix Instant, mm-hmm. it said something about a chef who, uh, you know, um, his family is killed and he seeks revenge or something like
2: that. I'm, I'm glad they had him actually cook in the movie. Yeah. yeah yeah that that was cool. That oh, the, cool the guy that the the one that plays the fat guy he's always so funny to me no, I, say, awesome. I see you just posted a picture of him but yeah the he, cat. <laughs> i like i like when he i i like when he uh when they sit down to dinner and he's the one that digs in first and it's like they don't really make fun of him being fat so much they do call him fat guy at once but yeah but it's like the 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 humor of him being a bigger guy is never like really poking fun at him he just I mean, he's the sillier of them. Like when he, you know, with the, with. Uh, Anthony Wong and the other guy, when he when when Holiday takes their photos, you know they're kind of holding up their hands like, oh, why are you taking our photo? And he says, hang on a second. He sits down and does the like, sticks his head back like he's all proud to get his photo taken.
3: Well, and like uh, when uh, when Costello starts cooking, and they're all upstairs looking at all these pictures, and, he smells, it and he smells the food. <laughs> he's the first one. He's like, what's that? Like a goddamn wait, food? What? Yeah, that's and, pretty, yeah. and uh, they did do the um, in. Wasn't ex uh, exiled? It was in um, oh shit. What well, was the one where where they were bodyguarding the guy, and they were in the like the mall going up the escalators?
2: Oh, that was. Uh, do, 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 do. I'm gonna have to look that up. You keep but, talking, I'll look it up.
3: But uh, the you know. Uh, sweat lamb who plays, you know, the the fat guy and all i fatty or whatever. He he in that movie he was always eating like pistachios or peanuts or something. And even when they were in the boardroom waiting to come in and get their assignment, he has this big pile of uh shells and and in this one he would constantly like fall asleep and they would just start fucking with him while he was sleeping like throwing <laughs> shit at they him they tried and, to
2: wake him up and he he yeah. got one he got like a nut or something right in the eye who got a nut right in the well,
3: eye well they 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 when he was sleeping and the, and the guys were coming to kill him and they yeah. were like holy shit and he's still sitting there sleeping they he they threw like a couple little nuts at him and he just didn't even stir and then wong i think took like a whole handful and just fucking fired him right was his that face. The,
2: the mission the mission was that the one
3: it have been I just watched it here the other day. I can't remember.
2: Um, their God grown deep. solidarity is under when Long orders Curtis to kill Shin and punish. Yes, him for that's his it. Curtis, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Okay. Uh, so anyway, um, I I like like I said, Jesus Christ. Uh, you're you're seeing the thing about uh, th- these guys are professional killers, but they they show their human side. Yeah. And not just with them, well, with some other guys too, but with them at the beginning, you know, they're professional killers, but then when he takes them to the house where his uh um not his, his daughter and her family were killed, uh it shows like a hum, human side to them because they don't all they can see is like, you know, they're figuring out what happened. Uh there's no bodies there anymore and, or anything like that. He has showed them a couple of uh, photographs of the crime scene of the dead bodies uh, that he swiped from the police. And so they've, they've seen that. But then when they go upstairs, they've only seen this, these, these kids dead, uh, you know like an instamatic picture of them dead and of the, the, the daughter dead and her husband dead. And then they, they find these photo albums, and they just sit down and start looking through them. And you can just tell that they're, you know, it's upset them, yeah, you know, because yeah. I think that they're kind of like, uh, almost like Leon in, uh, The Professional or Leon The Professional, where, you know, no, no women, no kids or something. You know, they're professional killers. And for somebody to come in and kill like two little kids, and these kids are little, you know. Um, so anyway, I like that. Um, then, um, Again, in the like outdoor kind of uh, cookout park mm-hmm, scene, mm-hmm. Uh, you get the same sort of feeling. And 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 there's three different times in this movie where kids, uh, even though there's these, these even though these guys are hardened killers, and not just the three and um, Costello. But these uh, these other guys in the movie that, that are uh, killer you know assassin killers, too, um, you see where kids are thrown are kind of brought into it, and uh, it just changes the whole dynamic, right They, they almost like it, it almost melts the hardened heart. Uh, and it almost melted my hardened heart (laughs) because I thought, you know, that's it, you know, because like in that scene, when they're in the park and, and right at first, you're like, Oh shit. And then, you know, these little kids are there and, and everything kind of is diffused sort of. And then later on when the little kids bring the plate of food. Yeah. Up the hill, because I just look at it and I'm like, you know, these little kids have, they're they're so innocent. They have no idea what's going on. And it's, really is nice and kind of cute and touching and everything how they are and then later on with um with uh costello and the kids on the beach uh that was kind of you know it's sweet you know it's kind of a yeah. thing you yeah. know yeah. and especially in the state that he's in uh it i don't know like i said i don't want to give anything away there um um when i saw that um Anthony, or uh, let's see. When I saw Anthony Wong was in this, I was kind of excited because I liked him so much in uh, the Mission and in Exiled. I thought he was so cool. You know, yep. he's got so much fucking charisma. Uh, this dude is. And I was surprised when I watched this that it was so much in English.
2: And, he speaks very good English.
3: Yeah, yeah. He sounded. I he think sounded he might like
2: be. A, he. He. I think he's. Uh, British or something? I think really, he, yeah.
3: Because I was going to say he did a he did a really good job.
2: Oh, there you go. Wong was born to an English Australian uh, named Frederick Perry and a Chinese mother, so he probably speaks Spanish. <laughs> it's fucking Spaniards. So
3: anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, you 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 had uh, uh, three guys with the names Wolf, Python, and Crow, which <laughs> are cool names. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for for their job, it seems sure. You know, fairly well i liked um even though i thought the giant uh, recycled paper uh, <laughs> were kind of uh it was kind of it was an interesting visual but i was like oh come on but I, one thing i did like was that um
2: let's see wongs <laughs> if it was only the 3 of them pushing them that would have made more sense wow. but the fact that every <laughs> Every yeah, dude yeah. coming there had one. I was That's like about
3: a hundred of them. Kwai, <laughs> um, uh, who was Anthony Wong, his his um, was it his uncle or cousin? His cousin. It was his cousin. Is kind of the guy that has the toolkit, like <laughs> that was pre-
2: That was pretty funny. There was it was a, there was a little bit everywhere. He's like, I got a so and so in the yellow rice cooker. I got a-
3: Yeah, well, he's basically in a in a junkyard in a trash heap or whatever, and the. The one cool visual of that was um, there's always just paper blowing, almost like streamers everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's yep. Just paper. It, it looks like a, a wasteland after an, uh, an apocalypse or something. You know, so that was kind of cool. Um, I like that they kind of gave it a I don't know if I would say a maybe sort of a noirish feel with Costello wearing a, a fedora and a trench coat. Like the whole time, he almost looks like a uh, like a, a a PI or yeah, something like yeah.
2: that. And it's, I mean, it's and it and when it rains in this movie, it fucking rains hard too. Yeah.
3: Um. And and uh, Johnny Halliday from everything I've seen of him, kind of has la- uh, lighter colored hair, and in this movie, it's just jet black, and his goatee's <laughs> jet black. So he kind of, you know, he can, he kind of looks like a, a um, like how Burt Reynolds looks now, where he's had so much plastic surgery that his face looks like nothing but scar tissue you know and but i will say this okay what i was going to say when we first started reviewing this first thing i thought was when i just started watching it the 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 family gets killed the 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 woman is in the or the, the daughter is in the the hospital and this guy shows up in this black fedora and black trench coat he looks like something out of the 50s and he walks up to the woman at the um at the desk in the hospital and says, I'm here to see my daughter or whatever. And I thought, is this guy in disguise? <laughs> I literally thought that her her father was coming to visit, but he was some somebody like some kind of a secret agent or something, and he had like a plastic mask on because Halliday's face looks that weird.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: And he takes his glasses off and the fucker has eyes. His eyes are almost white. I don't know if they're blue, but that's the way his eyes are in real life. They look like freaky fucking like uh zombie they, eyes or something.
2: his face looks way too big for his eyeballs like the the openings for his eyeballs are like very tiny,
3: yeah, but did you notice that his eyes were the color of his eyes were so
2: yeah like they, um, like like pale, yeah, pale they, yeah
3: yes, they don't even look like they're like devoid of color <laughs> um, so anyway, um. Oh, and then when you said like uh, with Wu, uh, the, like a comparison, I like uh, Johnny Toe's uh, gunplay right. a lot better than Wu's. Wu tries to make his more like a ballet mm-hmm. uh, and with like all the slow motion and a lot of weird stuff. Whereas the the movies that I've seen that Toe has done where it's usually um, – a group of guys working as like a well-oiled machine. Right, right. And and it's almost like they, they – it's like a – you can tell they're professionals. It's almost like tactical movements and stuff. I think that looks really cool. Um, but other than that, you know, there's um, – I'm trying to think. I don't think uh, – let me check my notes. <laughs>
2: Wait a minute you didn 't take notes
3: yeah that's right i didn 't take any notes um, but I really liked it and and i didn 't know anything about Johnny Halliday, so I came home today and looked up some stuff. I did find like a montage of him singing in concert, and uh it shows him when in the montage it shows several different concerts, him singing the same song. When he's young, then middle age, and then I mean, when he made this, he was like something like sixty-five or sixty-seven or something.
2: I mean, besides besides the plastic surgery, he looked good.
3: He's he's an older dude. Yeah. Um, Oh, and uh, the scene where where they um, get kind of shot up and retreat, and then they're they're uh, uh, when uh, uh, Fatty is getting a bullet pulled out of his ass.
2: (laughs) <laughs> yeah
3: well and i'll tell you i wanted to ask you one. there was something in this that happened that i wanted to ask i wanted to ask you about okay um in the woods they are there's a gunfight. yes um fats is laying down and he got shot in the ass i guess you didn't find that out till later but he got shot in the ass and he's laying there and there's two guys that are right there and have their guns on him and he sees someone standing behind them yeah. back in the be- and it's raining yeah um why didn't costello he was supposed to know about guns and have been involved in killing people and he was standing right there and he didn't
2: uh i well they they were doing you? the thing with the moon getting obscured yeah so i think it was dark so he wasn't sure who it was yet yeah. But I and think then
3: it, you also have to throw in the the thing that we're trying yeah, to yeah
2: and I think I think that might I think the moon darkness thing might have been alluding to what was going on with him too yes,
3: yeah, yeah. See, yes I never thought about that until now because that's like you said they mention it just a little bit yeah. and then I, you kind of forget about it. and now if you go probably go back and watch it now you'd see a lot yeah, of this
2: this is the second time I've seen it so I noticed, I knew what was going to happen so I knew what to look for.
3: Cause, okay. Yeah. So we, I won't say anything more about that, but uh, and, uh, if we want to get into what, uh, Hey, what have you been watching? How's how was your week? <laughs> now, uh, ratings, we want to, we, yeah, wanna let's
2: rate it. About, um,
3: about this movie.
2: I, uh, it, it's funny. I went back, I, I, I use what I net to kind of score, do my ratings and stuff. And it helps me remember at the end of the year, you know, what I've seen, how I thought about it and whatever. I, I it, it, I liked this more the first time i see i saw it, but I rated it exactly the same um I give it a seven point seven five <laughs> um this is really good uh it the double ending i think it it, it could have didn't feel as smooth as it could have at the very end, so it almost feels like it has two endings um but I really like the ideas behind it and you know the action and stuff. This one is not my favorite Johnny Toe, and I don't, I'm not sure exactly why that is. Um, some, I yeah, I, maybe I don't know. It's it's hard. I, I just don't have the same feeling about this that I do, like Election or Exiled or Mission, the Mission, and stuff like that. Um, it's kind of second tier Johnny Toe that I've seen, but I still like it a lot. So
3: 7.75. Oh, I liked it a little bit more than you. I give it an eight, and I really liked it. Okay. I, um, uh, when I was watching this, um, before I went to work last night, I started watching Exiled, and I have I went on Netflix and just added every Johnny Toe movie nice. that they have because I, I've so far. I mean, I'm sure I'll come across something that's not quite as good or whatever, but yeah, I just like uh, I I mean, like I said, I think his movies are made for dudes. Uh, they have a lot of cool dudes, a lot of. uh you know, it's just uh, have, they're just. Do they,
2: they're, do they do they have throwdown?
3: Uh, I'm not that, sure.
2: That one's pretty different. It's cool. It's got a lot of uh, judo in it, like guys throwing the shit out of each other, like throwing down. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, I uh, I think I'm gonna break my uh, my movie fast, so to speak. When I when I break cram, and I might do it today. I'm gonna watch Election and Election Two. I feel like revisiting an election. I've never seen the sequel, so
3: um, the the um to me it's all it's almost like a uh, Sergio Leone with uh just cool dudes mm-hmm. uh doing cool things you know? I don't know and, and, but like I said it's not just straight up just kill 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 action action that the, he brings some some uh, emotion and heart yep and uh and the guys um you know I don't know it's just it, it really it, there's, some, there's a lot of heartfelt feelings yeah. in these movies that, that uh, make it more than just uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in The Last Stand.
2: Yep, yep. So, really Although he
3: stuff. probably had some feelings for Johnny Knoxville and so on <laughs> and so
2: forth. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, so high recommend from mm-hmm. us. Um, check it out on Instant. Toe. Johnny Toe. Uh, let's take a break and do a little bit of feed sack. How about that? We'll be right back.
5: Did you know that Asian people prefer being called Orientals? Did you know that Ching Chong, Ting Tong, is a respectful salutation in all Asian cultures? Did you know that paper cuts can cause massive arterial sprays in Orientals? No? Well, then you should listen to Podcast Without Honor and Humanity, the internet's fourth best Asian film podcast. Every week, your host, Jake McClarchuge, will cover two Asian films that can range from The Obscure to The Notorious, from a Sonny Chiba werewolf film to a gore atrocity, from Category 3 to the Korean New Wave, and beyond. Tune in at the website, podcastwithouthonorinhumanity.libsyn.com. Libsyn is spelled L-I-B-S-Y-N. Or you can just search Podcast Without Honored Humanity in iTunes. So give Podcasts Without Honored Humanity a shot and get cultured. Flawless victory.
2: Bug, bringing it. For the four uh, so <laughs> a feed sack. Not a lot this week, got a short week, so. Uh,
3: short week, short show, short dick.
2: Short what?
3: Beef curtains.
2: Short beef curtains. Better than long ones, I guess. Uh, Nina Long Hartley, beef curtains. Nina Hartley, a dude. That picture of me at Horrorhound, uh, holding the picture of the sliced ham up while I eat, like the, uh, the Nina yeah. Hartley photo. There's yeah. a dude at work that has that set as his background on the computer. <laughs>
3: Nice.
2: <laughs> nice. Yeah, I've got my giant fucking chops in that. That's a good ham. Man. That was not my best look. I, didn't, I I shouldn't have ever grown those big sideburns. That's, it didn't work as well.
3: You don't have those now?
2: No, they're they're, they're earlobe length now. Those, those You need those ones
3: cool. like Marco that are just straight that come straight down. He has his long. I like when uh in uh Mandrill, when he was male grooming. Mhm. And he had his razor, and and he would uh, s- s- flip the. Uh, oh, he shaved, a, and then they he were
2: totally it. trying to sell that razor. That was a total product placement.
3: It must. It had to have been. <laughs> and then they, he used it to fucking escape instead of just using a razor blade. He uses the trimmer. <laughs> mandrill.
2: Uh, let's see. Let's flip What'd you think screen? about
3: that chicken mandrill? My friend Randy was like, "Man, that girl's hot." The one that the, the one that he was uh, she looked really young she and is, when he got up there and
2: danced, oh that was funny. That was could, fucking funny. He couldn't it's, dance.
3: Yeah, I thought I thought you know okay it's, he he does all these fucking crazy karate moves and all this shit. I thought he'd get up there and he you know I was like oh god he's gonna get up there. I bet you five bucks he's gonna be he'll he'll really be able to dance. He couldn't dance for shit. <laughs> hell, I can dance better than him.
2: Damn uh, right, right I can. All right, first first uh, feed sack, first voice. <laughs>
6: Yeah. Silver and gold. It's Bad James here from Australia. And I uh, just thought I'd call in again. Never about anything you talk about movie-wise, because, <laughs> quite frankly, I think you guys do a good enough job of covering all that. And
2: Tell us about what you've name. been watching, motherfucker.
6: Three quarters of the shit you watch. <laughs> Which is probably a good thing. But anyway, I just thought I'd call in. Um, Loaf seems to get a bit bummed out by people leaving the group. And I mentioned it to my wife how, you know, every now and then a couple drop out of the Facebook group and she goes, ah, uh, their wives probably look over their shoulder while they're on the <laughs> computer and see all the, the fucking tits and arse and all that sort of shit. All the piss flaps. <laughs> and crack the shits. So all you pussy whipped bitches out there who can <laughs> let your wives rule your lives. Well, you know, harden the fuck up, lads. It's time to grow <laughs> a fucking conscience and stop being soft cocks. Be a man. Tell those bitches to fuck off. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. Well, I don't tell my wife to fuck off, but she's much more liberal-minded, so it's never a problem. Uh, but otherwise, uh, oh, uh, two weeks back, not last week, where we had that awesome karaoke entry by someone, but uh, the week before I think Loaf said his wife was giving a facial. Now Zom just said nothing. Just oh yeah, whatever. Blah blah blah. I could not believe he didn't jump all over that. What the hell, Zom? You you missed a golden opportunity there. And uh, Loaf about. Uh, facials. Facials. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Facials. Now, either your wife's a beautician, or there's some photos you need to be posting on your page very fucking soon. Because, yeah, I want to get in on that shit. Oh, yeah. eyes, boys. Catch you later.
2: <laughs> Woo. I was hoping he was going to sing.
6: I literally,
3: I actually had, okay, you know the chick that bled all over my face? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she actually requested that I jizz on her face one time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it seemed like a good idea when I was, like, stroking it out. But then when I got ready to come and I looked down at her, I was like, I want to come on her face. And I couldn't do it. I don't like I just. I, I don't,
2: I'm not into that at all.
3: I, I, I don't. I, I. That's the thing. I mean, I'm like, I don't know. Blah and then one of my i told one of my friends that and he goes oh you're full of shit i'm like no seriously <laughs> i i, I it, even when she said it it kind of turned me on and it made me want to come but goddamn then when i got ready to i just i i <laughs> aimed lower i yeah, think aimed, i hit her in the throat and uh
2: gave her a little pearl necklace yeah. yeah it's funny they uh i had no idea until recently the main chick from uh fringe uh Torv that plays olivia yeah that, she's she's australian and I looked up an interview with her and like the accent, it always surprises me whenever, because she, they, they, her and the other guy, John Noble in the show do, they both are Australian. They do the, They do great American sounding accents. So, but I didn't even know that I knew he was, I didn't know she was. So I like the accent. So, all right. And this is a weird one. Cause I kind of listened to a little bit of this next voicemail this morning. And I was not sure if I dreamed this or not. So I need to listen <laughs> to this again. This is it, cause I was kind of half awake. Um, this is the, uh, uh yeah. Sly plus a special guest.
0: Hey, Silver and Gold. <laughs> this is Sylvester Sloan. Now, uh, it's Valentine's Day. And uh, uh, instead of spending time with my beautiful wife and daughter, I've been spending time with someone very close to me. Someone that you know personally as well. Mr. Jason Statham. All right,
1: Sly. <laughs> hey, Jason. There's a guy, you know. We've been working out all day. How are you feeling? You feeling pumped? I'm feeling pretty fucking good, man. I'm I'm sweaty and my muscles are uh, bulging, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna do some fucking splits. And, yeah.
0: Uh, yes. You look you look pretty pumped to me, man. You looking good. You know it's good to slide. Those guys big muscles slide, you know. But yeah, we've been working out for like five, six hours, man. We both it
1: on the pants. Getting all sweaty, it's some good stick, man. It's some nice pants you're wearing, Sly. So I just wanted to say, they're yeah, fucking lovely they are. <laughs> yeah, thank you.
0: Again, I'm wearing those tight pants. It's hard to get pants to fit, because i got a big
1: dick. And, uh... Yeah, I, I have a similar problem, actually. I have a similar problem. I do <laughs> occasionally wear ladies' underwear, because uh, it's snug, and uh, it's nice and frilly, and I like that. Um, but I'm still a fucking man, all right? Remember that, Sly. <laughs> like, remember
0: yeah, I know, you're all mad, fucking, there's no time, yeah, you know, like you. you Europeans do what fucking shit you are, Sly don't fucking for any that shit, you know, slides just fucking, like, pounding away on the weights, it is on the pants, when another guy getting all sweaty, you know, just fucking, working out, just getting all big and pumped, man, So I'm feeling pretty good now, Fuck yeah, it's one of the best Valentine's days I've ever
1: had. It's uh, it's, it's been lovely to be here working out with you, Sly. It's been <laughs> fucking lovely, awesome, and uh, do you know I feel like a protein shake. Shall we have a special Valentine's protein shake?
4: <laughs> yeah, I get
0: witness, Yeah, it's as of protein with you, uh, Jason's
1: Fucking, you know. We hang, get... hang on, Sly. I'm I'm just filling the cup now. Hang on. Oh yeah,
0: it's good, man. It's good. I, mean, I can't wait to sit down and talk to some of my plans. But Expendables three, you know, fucking the greatest action movie What's of going all on back time. There? It hasn't been made yet. It's going to be fucking brilliant. I mean, yeah.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Expendables three. Uh, yeah, I can't fucking wait for that one. Sly, who's in that one again?
0: It's, uh, it's me. Slides, it's Jesus, Jason
1: Slight, slight. slight. I got your protein shake, mate. There you go. It's not oh. much. I can only feel a quarter of a cup, but... <laughs> oh. mm, yeah, it's fucking... Oh, man, it's
0: fucking warm and chewy, but it's good. good <laughs> chewy? It's good, man. It's good protein. I can feel my muscles getting bigger fucking
1: already. Fucking 120% protein, that is, mate. Yeah.
0: It's fucking good <laughs> shit, man. It's fucking good shit. Ugh. 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 <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep i didn't dream it uh it was real Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. uh so yeah i need a protein oh wait no i don't um
4: <laughs>
2: so, uh, thank you uh meeting of the minds there i had no idea that uh we would ever get a call from both at the same time it was pretty awesome yes. yeah yeah And again, our feedback has nothing to do with our show at all.
4: (laughs) Well, you know. Who
2: has a more artificial-looking face at this point, Sly or Johnny Holiday?
3: Mm, Johnny Holiday.
2: You think so? Oh, yeah.
3: He's, like I said, he's on the level of uh, Burt Reynolds.
2: Okay.
3: Uh, Sly just has a bloated pumpkin (laughs) head from his skull growing at 65.
2: Uh so that's Burst it that's it for the feed sack. Thank you for Thank you, everybody. So uh this is really Burst kinda we're throwing one together for next week. We saw a post on the group and we're just going with it. Um
3: kind of threw one together today.
2: Yeah. We're going uh we're gonna do a couple uh we mentioned it, Andy Warhol flicks. So we're gonna do next week Flesh for Frankenstein from nineteen seventy three and uh Blood for Dracula from nineteen seventy four. Five, i think maybe 74 so yeah blood for dracula and flesh for frankenstein next week joe d'alessandro and both maybe showing his little ween ween uh just very tiny um <laughs> so um based on bram stoker dracula um and also has udo Kier. both of both of them have udo Kier in them so should be uh should udo be good
3: queer.
2: yeah wait um you can always send us feedback to two zero six three three nine sixteen hundred. I think poor Justin's been having some problems. I wonder if he really marked down my fake voice. He
3: calls, he's got a uh podcast coming out.
2: He does. Oh, and, and uh with our last break, um fucking podcast without honor of humanity. they he's about to hit episode one hundred, so that that one's coming up soon. Um and yeah, uh what's the name of Justin's new podcast?
3: Fuck a duck.
2: Yeah, well, I, yeah.
3: film rave
2: film rave i think yeah uh, like film that. rave he posted a link on our facebook group i'll have to look it up and we'll uh we'll bump it for i
3: them. listened to episode zero
2: i haven't listened yet um and another one i listened to uh aaron and um and uh CDR's new one uh mill creeps they're they're about i think they just released three i think they did two in one week so um uh check them out too they're on they're on the iTunes and such. So Awesome. Um and so yeah, two zero six three three nine sixteen hundred is our voicemail and uh silvagoldpodcast at gmail.com is our email. Um uh, find us on iTunes and silvaandgold.com. Um Paul was saying something about our RSS feed not working in iTunes. I need to check that out and figure out what the hell's going on. And um Join our Facebook group at Facebook.com or leave our Facebook group at Facebook.com slash group slash Silva and Gold. Uh, don't miss out on the Piss Flap conversations. Um, that's piss it. Flap. I'm hungry. I'm going to have a sandwich. It sounds like
3: a Ted Nugent song.
2: <laughs>
3: Except his Piss Flaps and his fucking under his nose.
4: Ugh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Shit uh,
3: fucking head. Fuck tooth fat ass fucking redneck cocksucker.
2: I was going to ask if you had anything else, but I guess that's what you had for the right. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Well, that's, uh, we might be in our two hours.
3: Yeah. Whoa. Whoa.
2: Whoa. Uh-oh. Well, until oh. next week. This is,
3: <laughs> oh, no. This is, no. This is, what? No?
2: No. Um, Did I forget something?
3: No, 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 go ahead. Get off Okay. Here. <laughs> Before I throw up.
2: This is Love
3: Oot. And then go to the Silver and Gold page.
2: <laughs> okay. Love Oot.
3: Stop.
2: Bye. Bye.
3: <laughs>